This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The fifth and final hour, the power hour of a President's Day edition of the G-Bag Nation is off and running. And we are going to do a little Ask Broadus with the man himself, Brian Broadus. Hanging out, as always, here in the G-Bag Nation, Lucius Alexander, myself, Eric Chiafalo. One more hour without the General Gavin Dawson and the Wooly Bully, Zach Wolchuk. They will both return tomorrow, and uh, I believe I just got word it looks like Wolchuk may have committed to a vehicle. He got got by false advertising on a Toyota, but uh, looks like he's coming through with another nice little kind of mommy SUV looking car like he had that just passed away on him the 06 Lexus he's going with the 2015 Ford Edge 114,000 oh, miles bad. not bad not he bad. says it's got leather interior and it's all-wheel drive so I was like hey dude how's the air conditioner on it uh that's a good question I will uh I that's will have important. to ask him about that's that that's important oh always check the AC when yeah. you're buying a new car especially in this state yeah yeah particularly the, those those used cars man make sure that AC's working no question about it all right 877-881-1053 the number to text here in order to ask a question for Brian Broadus. Maybe it's about draft. Maybe it's about his past. Maybe it's about his personal health or hygiene. Uh, <laughs> any question you may have, uh, we will we will ask here. We will ask all the hard questions. Somebody asked earlier about you. You mentioned missing on Paxton Lynch. Did you yeah. did you miss on Ryan Leaf or did you have him pegged? No, we for had a bust? him right. That was no. That was actually. I'm going to give Sean Payton a lot of credit. Sean Payton was the. Lowest, uh, well, he was the the coach with the least seniority on our staff. That was a staff with with Gruden and uh, with also with David Shaw, who ended up at Stanford. You know, so Sean was like the lowest of the low, like a really a quality control coach. And I'll remember we were working on it on the draft, and I gave a uh, I gave Sean all the quarterback names. And I'm thinking, I'll just get him involved and see what he you know see what he thinks. You know, he. He'd had an experience working in college football and stuff. So, you know, with San Diego State and all. And so I just said, well, I'll, I'll give him an opportunity here to do a little evaluation. And uh, he was uh, he was he was dead on. He, he had it right. He said, listen, if you want a guy that's probably ready to play now, yeah, maybe you take a look at Ryan Leaf. But if you want a guy that's going to play long term, that's probably going to end up being the best. It's going to be Peyton Manning, you know. And then, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, he, he goes, uh, he gave me one down the line too. You know, he was evaluating those quarterbacks. He gave me one down the line. He said, Hey, you know, Brian, there's this guy at Boston college that I really like. And I, you know, I just want to bring him up if I could. And I said, well, who is that? He goes, it's Matt Hasselbeck, you know, from Boston college. He goes, I really like him. I think he, I think he could help somebody. And I said, well, where do you have me? He said, I kind of seem like as a third round guy. I think the Packers took him in the fifth or something like that but he was right he had the quarterback stacked the right way and uh and when we went with that I mean we, we as we stacked him on the board that draft in Philly 
you know, we really we leaned on Sean because he really he had the right he had him in the right order. And, uh, you know, I trusted him, the work he did and stuff like that. And it's funny to this day, he and I still talk about that. He's like, man, you gave me a chance when, you know, nobody really would. I'm like, no, nah, I just I just thought, you know, you being in college football would would have a really good understanding of these players. And, and he sure enough, he did. That's outstanding. Sean Payton now, of course, with the uh, with the Broncos, the Broncos. And, and he was the one who knew that what Drew Henson was not going to be any. Yeah, good. that was another story. We, we got a bunch of Drew Henson tape. Uh, when I was with the Cowboys and Sean, we were sitting there, you know, we were all having this, here we had this big meeting and Sean came and goes, Hey, can I watch the tape with you? And I'm like, sure. And Sean came up with all these things about Henson, his, the mechanics, the, the way his arm, you know, his, his elbow was dragging, you know, and it caused the ball to go high on him and things like that. And Sean was in a, we're in a meeting and Bill Parcells, you know, they're going around the room, Jerry and all. And Sean goes, uh, and this is when Jim Garrett, Jason's dad, said, this is the next Troy Aikman, you know, and that got Jerry's attention. And, you know, Bill was kind of like, you know, and we ended up talking with Gene Michael, who's general manager of the Yankees, about, like, why we would talk to the Yankees general manager about an NFL player, I, I don't know. That's hilarious, bro. But, That's but, a desperation move but, unlike anything but we I've did. ever seen. We t- I guess it was the athletic ability and stuff like that. Sean was the only one in the meeting that stood up and said, I don't think this guy could play dead. And I, I goes, I, I, there's nothing to like about this kid as far as a player. And from that point on, I mean, like, you know, Jerry and, you know, Sean was the only one and everybody else, you know, just kind of was talking about, you know, Drew Henson and what they thought about him and everybody was wrong, but Sean. He was a, he was a good evaluator when that came to that. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. A uh, a fun President's Day edition of Ask Broadus. Everybody's curious just how your weekend went after the uh, the hard boiled orange juice. I tell you what, it wasn't easy. It really wasn't. I mean the the drinking the orange juice was bad enough, and then the fact the hard boiled eggs. And I was trying to. I just every time you canceled I, your Friday night plans, and you just went. Yeah. You just hung out at the house and home. were just taking trips into the bathroom. I, I went home. I I, I was. I was thinking, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to watch tape. I'm going to relax and get ready for the next day. And I, it didn't work. I mean, I literally was watching, and in every couple of series, I had to go to the men's room, and it was, and it hurt. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like you know, my stomach was gurgly and hurty, and you want to use words like that? Yeah, gurgly and hurty. Now, yeah. what it, people are also curious, what was the genesis? Like, what was the moment you realized that your body was not built to consume orange juice like the average human? Were you in, like, elementary school when it started no, falling out of no, you? No, no, no. Was it that day on the golf course? It literally, it started, it started that day when I was working with the Green Bay Packers, and I was in the Minneapolis airport, and I was flying out to play golf at – Riviera Country Club, where they played the tournament this past weekend, and uh, and I was going with uh, uh, my I was playing golf with my my agent Tom, uh, Don Yee, and uh, you know we were visiting, talking, and stuff like that, and and you know we were there, and sure enough, man, it just was it was bad. It was just a bad situation. Okay, you know? and you were how old at that point? I was uh, was working at the Green Bay Packers, so I was twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Okay, man, that's a that's a crazy time to discover. Yeah. You know that about yourself. I cannot drink orange juice to this day, nor can I 
usually soy sauce is another one too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, uh, but you still eat the soy sauce. It's one of those I that do, you know is going to hurt you, but I, you I still know, eat it. I still eat it because I know that. Yeah, I love I love Chinese food. A lot a, a lot of people are uh, uh, saying yes to the Tolberts and Grapevine in regards to the chili. chili yeah, by the way, yeah, it's on Main Street. A they're, lot of people texted in. Yeah. Hey, they got like the best chili ever. There you go. I, I'm going to have to swing through there. Yeah, it's it's right there. Uh, if you just go down Main Street, Dude, uh, Grapevine uh, Main Street is. is Incredible. Awesome. If you, I'm telling you what, if you're guys or gals and you want to take your significant other out on a date, there's some really cool little restaurants on Main Street there in Grapevine. You can sit and eat. You, you can sit just and walk, then, and get then some you, wine, and, exactly. and cruise, get, get some done, ice cream. Yeah, when you get done eating, everything's kind of lit up, and the shops are all open, and there's really cool things to walk in and out of. But you can kind of walk off your meal, which is kind of cool. You know, you walk to one end of the street. Then walk back the other way and see a lot of really cool shops. Yeah, it's not like a mayor of Grapevine. Right? <laughs> well, it's it's easy to do. It's it's an easy sell it for is, Grapevine. It is so worth if you if you've never done it. If you it's so worth the parking is easy. You just go out there. Great, there. Look them up. I mean, they've got some really good restaurants there that you can partake in. Okay, uh, now some draft questions flowing in here uh-huh. right now. I knew this was coming. Uh, if you were the Cowboys, how early would you select a quarterback in this year's draft? Well, what I what I would look at is the, the quarterbacks that I've done so far. I don't think you're going to have an opportunity on. Uh, I think the one the one quarterback that you might have an opportunity on is Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Now, again, I haven't done the other quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, the way I have them stacked on my board, first round quarterbacks. I've got Young, Stroud, and Will Levis. Those are my three first round quarterbacks. I've got Richardson in the second, and then I've got Hendon Hooker in the fourth. Is what I've got right now. Okay. So that's how I got my quarterback stacked as we speak. So I don't anticipate the Cowboys turning that card in in the third round. They've got a couple of compens. They, I think they're going to get a, a compensatory four uh, in this out of this deal. So if they get that, they'll have the two fours. And let's say they've given one away. I, I don't think they have, but the, uh, that might be the opportunity if you can. Maybe Hendon Hooker might go early, but he's dealing with a knee injury that he suffered on November twentieth. So you might not have him. Might be a red shirt year. It might be a red shirt year for Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, the other questions that are coming in from a draft standpoint. We are playing Ask Broadus on a President's Day Monday here in the G Bag Nation eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Conventional wisdom uh, across any outlet that you look at. Oh, number one need Cowboys wide receiver. Number one need Cowboys wide receiver. Are do are do you buy into that? Is that the biggest need in your mind for the Cowboys? I don't necessarily think so. I think what's going to happen at corner, they need to kind of figure that out. I think the draft at corner, the way I have them lined up, Porter uh, from Penn State, Gonzalez from uh, from Oregon, and Witherspoon from Illinois. Those are my three first-round corners. And then Banks, uh, the kid from Maryland, Maryland, Ringo from Georgia, and then Forbes from uh, Mississippi State. Those are my second round and then cam smith is also so i got three in the first four in the second and it kind of stacks into the third too as well these receivers the way i have them ranked addison from usc hyatt from tennessee johnston from tcu those are my three first round receivers okay and then smith and jigba from ohio state downs from north carolina butte from lsu Scott from Cincinnati would be my second round. Now, I might be a little bit, again, the LSU, the Boutte one, I really think that he could be a special player in this league. I really, really do. I know that 
he was going to come back, but they asked him to leave because he got caught in some situations there mm-hmm. at LSU. But that's kind of how I have those 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 early uh, those early receivers and early corners. So Rockwall's own dominant wide receiver, Ohio State Buckeye Jackson Smith and Juba. Uh, people are asking about him. Yeah, and you said you have a second round grade. Yeah, on what him? I have is like I said. Now, when the Cowboys pick at twenty six, I only got twenty first round grades on my board. So the tw- if they don't take if if my board holds chalk and 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 just goes all the way through, and all all twenty guys are picked there before. Then Dallas is not going. They're going to be picking a second round guy. So you have twenty first round grades. I have twenty first round grades on my board right now as we speak. Okay, okay, uh, and, and and we know that Jackson Smith, monster at Rock Wall, had yeah. some really, really, really dominant moments at Ohio State. Was dealing with uh, some some injury issues this past season, so um, he's he's kind of being overlooked a little bit. He's a great route runner, yep. uh, but that would be that'd be a solid pick, right? At twenty six for oh, the Cowboys, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Would I mean like you said. Smith and Jigba Downs from North Carolina. I mean, they're all they're all really good. But you know what's interesting? I, I'm kind of trying to figure out what to do with the the shorter guys, the five nine guys like Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Uh, you know, uh, Parker Washington out of uh, Penn State. Mm-hmm. Shorter guys, probably more somewhere in that. Uh, you know, in, in my on my board, like a third round, but they they could very well. Flowers could very well go in the second round. Okay, fishing question in the 469 brought us, why the whopper plopper over a buzzbait or a hollow body frog? I'll tell you what, the frog is really, really good in the springtime when you're fishing on lily pads and stuff like that. When you're trying to get, when when the fish are undercover, and I mean undercover like if it's weeds or the lily pads. The lilies. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could run that frog over the top of those, uh, of those lily pads and you could get a fish to come between the pads and hit it just off the top. You know, so what you're trying to do with that is the frog doesn't sink. So what it does is you could just skip it, you know, across the top and let it then, you know, drag it to the edge of the lily pads. Okay. And sometimes those fish will come out of the lily pads Oof. and hit the frog. But I think with the whopper plopper, what you gotta be careful is it's it's really it's got long, it's the 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 barbs on it are really, really sharp. So if you run it through, like, you can't run it through sticks and, you know, and oh, it'll limbs, just catch. it'll catch. So you can't run it through the lily pad. So you're really talking, if you could throw to the edge and bring it across, the whopper plopper goes, it's got this It's got this blade on the back. And that thing, that blade, just it, it just makes a wake. And so what happens is those fish see it, they see the wake, and they see the... And then they, boom, they hit it off the top of the water. So, yeah, the frog a little bit more in dense kind of cover. Mm -hmm. Whopper plopper a little bit more open. Beautiful. Look at this, man. This is pro tips from the greatness of Brian Broaddus. Ask Broaddus here in the G-Bag Nation. Another fishing question, 817. (laughs) Biggest bass you've ever caught? Seven, six. And I caught it on a a day-glow plastic worm in a creek. Uh, at the lake, and it was probably one of the worst nights of fishing as far as temperature. Mm. Temperature was like it was in the 30s, and oh, we just happened to, we just happened to be out at night, just like you know, because like we wanted to fish, and we went out and yeah, I ran that I ran that daglo worm, you know, through that creek bed, and that thing, bam, and that my my hands it hit it so hard, my hands ended up almost in the water. I mean, I was like it went down, Oof. and then. I set the steel to it, and it didn't move. And I'm thinking, oh, I got hooked. Low man wins. And then all of a sudden, the thing started. I was 
dragging it out of that creek. And yeah, it was man. It, and you set it, a personal record. Yeah, but it was one of the it was one of the absolute. When you talk about conditions to catch a fish in, you would have never ever thought you were going to catch a fish in that night. Do you have a desire to do ice fishing? I you know or is that was, not something that intrigues you? No, not really. Because to me, it's I've seen people because I lived in Green Bay, right? I live in Wisconsin, and it looks fascinating. But I've also seen it where you don't have the little hut. You know, and you're sitting you're out there. out there getting frostbite. No, no, I'm not interested in doing that. But you are confirming you are a bass man. Yeah, I want to learn. I would. I want to learn how to fly fish. Is what I'd love to learn. But you have to have my shoulders got problems with it now because Thanks of all the, the, craw, crawfish. the crawfish pots. <laughs> so now you know. But you have to have that. The the way the you, good whip. Yeah, you have to. You know, the back swing's right, got to be impressive. Exactly. You got to get it, and then you got to be able to let it fly. You know, for as I say, fly fishing. But it looks fascinating when people go in streams and they catch the trout and stuff like that, and they land that fly in front, and then you're you know you're spinning it off that reel. Yeah. Four sixty nine brought us back in your LSU long snapping heyday. What uh, like in your physical prime? What was your what were your dimensions? I was six three, about two hundred sixty six pounds. Okay, back then, so I was a lot. I mean. It's, to me, I'm it's 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 funny because I'm not in any kind of great shape right now. I mean, that's I'm I'm looking forward to this whole Linton journey that yeah, you're about to go on a fast. You're about to go on a fast that uh, the yeah the fast intermittent fast I think is really going to help me. But I mean, I lost all that weight too with soda. Mm-hmm. But yeah, during the, my playing days, I was about 266 pounds at, at LSU. Six three. Are you still? But, I feel like you're six four, bro. No, I'm got I've got but. But back then, that was a pretty big. We were very rare where we had players that were over 300 pounds. Today, that's a really, really small, small guy. But back then, if you had if you had a 300 pound player, that was that was pretty big in, in the SEC in those days in the early 80s. Okay, so six four four sixty nine brought us. Would you give up two inches of height for two inches of of length? <laughs> that's a great question. Four sixty nine. Yeah, the length as far as. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that wingspan. That, the wingspan. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> or would you prefer to add to the girth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's another edition of Ask Broadus here in the G Bag Nation. It is dinner time. You made on, that up, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Maybe <laughs> potentially. It is dinner time on a Monday. It's time for some weekend leftovers. Next, right here on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm starting to feel like next time we uh, do the Sandlot charity event, uh, we might need to have on the board a special Tolo fishing trip with Brian Broaddus because the amount of people that are dying to go fishing with you, sir, on the truckwreck.com fan text right now is uh, is borderline ridiculous. We should make a charity out of it. That would be, uh, yeah, we can work it's on like, that. It's like, hey, golf with Baskey or baseball lesson with Baskey, yeah. dinner with Nadell, and a fishing trip with Brian Broaddus. That would be cool. That would be that'd be sweet. We, I mean, it it it'd be cool for me. I don't know if it'd be cool for the person doing it, but yeah, maybe you could throw in like I can't cook for you because I could get in trouble because I've wanted to cook crawfish for people before, but if something happens, if you have a, a uh, allergic reaction to something I've cooked, then we could get in trouble. Ooh, becomes so, the old uh, HR violation. Yeah, of sorts. I, I don't want to do that. I'd love to. Ma- I'd love to cook crawfish for folks if they let me, but again, I don't want somebody to have that reaction and all of a sudden we get in trouble as a a station. We don't need that. I, I watch. We do those videos, and we watch those videos about the legal videos and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we're we're well trained on all this stuff, so very well trained that we know that's true. What we can and cannot do. We know the do's and don'ts. We know the ins and outs. We do of all the. Uh, the but I love HR. to fish with somebody. That's if 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 we could put. It'd be we, pretty cool if we could put it on. If we could put it on the uh, the docket to do. I and, and and there's enough money and stuff for that for the charity. Yeah, I'd absolutely do that. Yeah, that would be a, a pretty cool thing to throw on the uh, on the Sandlot charity board. We'll have to get with Jared about that one. Yeah, because that one's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay, it looks like the Eagles are interviewing former Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Leonard, former safety yeah. in the NFL, played with the Ravens and the Jets. Good player. He, he was the uh, he was the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, his Correct. alma mater. Yep, and then he was the interim head coach. And then they changed, uh, you know, they changed coaches there. And I thought he was going to maybe stay on and and work there at his and, own. and maybe that's still technically the plan, but now the D.C. job opens up in Philadelphia with the Eagles. Yeah. And so he's at least going to take that interview because that would be a great step for him. Ten-year NFL safety, certainly not a guy that got by on, on physical dominance and athleticism. He was a cerebral kind of dude. And so – He was uh, tough, man. That would be an interesting hire for them. I don't know what type of – like he played – I believe he played under Rex Ryan. His scheme is more of yeah, what you would see in the ra- from the Ravens, that kind of blitzing you. Yeah, and, exactly. And 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 who knows? Because Rex Ryan also got the interview over the weekend in Denver, Denver yeah. with with your guy Sean Payton, and, and that was an interesting one to me. I wonder. I don't know why Sean just didn't keep the coach he had on staff. Yeah, I'm with you because uh, now that yeah. guy is the defensive coordinator with the Panthers, I believe. Right. Right. And and I'm with you. I'm going, dude, that was a young defensive coordinator who had a really, really good defense uh, last year with the Broncos, but I guess Sean Payton wanted to kind of do it his own way. He hasn't hired Rex Ryan yet, but Rex Ryan, obviously great defensive mind for many years, was a head coach. His defenses were always the backbone of his teams with the Ravens and the Jets, and Man. so he's been with ESPN, and I guess Sean Payton's like, hey, I'm going to come out of the TV studio, and maybe my defensive coordinator is too. Well, Sean, I haven't talked to Sean in a long time about anything. So, uh, man, I told him congratulations and all that. Haven't heard back from him on a text. But the thing about it is that, to me, you know, Rex Ryan came out and said, well, 
you know, it's going to it's going to have to be the right situation, which means you're going to have to pay Rex Ryan a boatload of money. He ain't going to go just take a job, you know, because TV's pretty easy for him, you know, as far. So if 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 Denver wants to hire him, he's seeing what Dan Quinn's making now. He's seeing where our guy's making down in Miami, Vic Fangio. Oh, dude, I think Dick Fangio's going five million a year well, just about. Get ready for your guy down here in Dallas, too. It, same way. Dan same, Quinn's probably about five million same, a year. Same thing. That's head coach money. Yeah, absolutely. That's but they money whipped uh, the the ownership of the Broncos, the Walmart family. Yeah, they're ready to throw money. Like they got money for days. Oh, they got embarrassed last year. They yeah. got embarrassed. This was very, this was very reminiscent of Jerry Jones buying the team in 1989 and going one and fifteen. You know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden being very embarrassed. Now Jerry had his coach. You know, he had his coach and Jimmy Johnson. But the Walmart folk, you know, they they get they go into that situation thinking, oh well, this is going to be fun. We're we've got you know this that and the other and you know and and lo and behold, look what happens, completely falls apart. Yeah, and they were an embarrassment around the league and the Broncos. That organization right there, you start talking about you know old AFL team and you know Super Bowls and. You know, talented players. It's kind of one of the blue blood it teams is, it is. in the sport. It is. It very much is. And and for for the Walton family to get embarrassed the way that they did, they they will throw money at it. You know, that's one of the reasons why I believe Sean went there for because, sure. Because they got the deep pockets to get stuff done. Yeah, they, they money whipped him in a huge way. Because I mean, Terry Bradshaw revealed it. Everybody knows it. Like Sean Payton is not the biggest fan of Russell Wilson, the quarterback these days, yeah. and and I, that's understandable. Uh, and maybe Sean Payton can fix them. I, I, I certainly expect it to get much better. I don't know how, uh, like, I don't know if you can get Russell Wilson back to his his heyday uh, of, of quarterback dominance. But if Sean Payton, I mean, if anybody could do it, it would be Sean Payton. But that was not a desirable job. I mean, the Broncos gave up all their draft capital uh, in the near future to get Russell Wilson, and they gave him the huge contract. It was not a spot that... And very few of these head coaching vacancies this time around to me were overly uh, appetizing uh, if I was one of these head coaches. Yeah, it was going to take a huge money whip I, situation to get Sean Payton to Denver. I thought Sean would go to a place where he could be the – and maybe at Denver they're going to allow him to be the grand the grand master of the whole plan and stuff like they that. They gave him a, the, the money yeah, for it. I felt like that maybe that Arizona would have been that team because – Michael Bidwell will stay out of the way. The The media will not bother him in Arizona. You know, he could do whatever he wants to do out there. Uh, you know, so I, I just, I, I find it funny, but, you know, Denver, Denver was a good deal for him. I mean, that's a good, uh, you know, good opportunity for him to, to be a head coach. Okay. So as we uh, look around some of the NFL landscape right now with, uh, with news trickling in, it looks like the Jets quote, really believe that Derek Carr is the type of quarterback that can lead them to a championship. My gosh, I don't know. They're throwing, I think what they're doing is they're throwing signals to green Bay that we will settle on this. We will settle on Carr. uh, and you have to think about that. Do you really, you know, we're the best team to probably trade Aaron Rodgers to. I think they're, I think they're, they're putting that that smoke out there to make Green Bay be a little bit nervous about what's going to be our ask, our asking price for Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So you make it seem like no, no, no. Hey, we think Derek Carr's our guy. You know, in the actuality, you're just trying to keep Green Bay. Green Bay say, okay, well, the only opportunity we have to trade this guy might be to the Jets. So let's think about what we're asking for here. Interesting. Maybe, maybe we do. 
maybe we uh, lower our demands a little bit. Well, I, if you're the Jets, are you willing to hold out for Rodgers and maybe you miss out on Carr in that process? Because Carr else could is Carr, sign. Where, well, Carr could sign. He, he met he, with the Saints. Okay, yeah, he's met with the Saints. That didn't seem to really work out. He's now with the Jets. Could he meet with the Commanders? Could he meet with the Commanders? Okay. Could he meet with the Panthers? And the Commanders job lo- or quarterback spot looks a little bit more enticing sure. now that the enemy's there. Sure. Frank Reich, now the head man in Carolina. Maybe they want to go get a veteran quarterback. I mean, I, I don't think there's a great spot. New York is is the best in terms of, hey, you got a good defense. You have a yeah. young team that you could feel like, hey, just, we don't have to I be. Think- it's not a one-year Hail Mary. If you're Derek Carr and you go to the Jets, you feel like, hey, for the next three or four years, you feel like you're going to be able to compete because if, they got if, young talent. If I saw his record, he is 0 and 8 in games that are played in 36 degrees or below. Ooh. 0 and 8. Well, that's disconcerting if you're playing in New York and New England and Buffalo yeah. like most of the season. Yeah, 0 and 0 and 8. I think is what his record is. But I I think like I say I I want to believe I want to believe that the Jets are trying to bluff Green Bay into giving up Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play along with this. If you're Rodgers, is that the spot that you would want to go? Probably not. Probably not. Where, where, What would be the best landing spot, you think? I, I don't think there's a great one. The Jets is the best football one. Like, hey, you could probably show up and with a really good defense, some young talent, they add more in this offseason, you feel like you could do some winning. But you're in a decently tough division now with, with the Bills and the Patriots and the Dolphins. So, I mean, Tennessee, if they move on from their guy, Tennessee's Tennessee's an interesting Miami. one. Uh, Miami, if you're Rodgers. Yeah. Miami would be. Yeah. Miami would be sweet if Miami was down. But I don't yeah. know how much like Miami doesn't have a first round pick this year. I don't know if they could get it done from a trade standpoint. Maybe maybe, maybe they, could send, they could. Maybe if, they could send some players back to Green Bay. You know? They've got their, their situation with Tua. I don't think is great. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that this concussion stuff is going to get any better. With no, this guy. No, a hundred percent. I'm with you. I kind of saw what happened to Troy Aikman that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he couldn't take the normal quarterback hits anymore. Yeah, and Tua is Tua is just not built to to last. Like every yeah. time he gets hit or sacked, he it's it's a, a huge blow because he's just small. The Jets, you know. And he doesn't get rid of the ball well enough. That dude just, like, thinks he's athletic to where he can scramble around, and then he he gets decapitated, basically. Yeah. Uh, Now, it looks like you have Saquon Barkley and the Giants at a bit of a crossroads with with the new contract there. I cannot wait to see what the Giants end up doing here. Did I see where Daniel Jones was, like, hunting for $45 million a year? For sure. And why wouldn't you be if you're Daniel Jones? I'm trying to get all the bag. He just fired his his agent. Yeah. He so he's that's always a sign in negotiations that I'm going for CAA. all of the money. Yeah. But I if I imagine what the Giants are going to do is they're not going to want to give a multi-year deal to Daniel Jones. My guess is they're going to franchise tag Daniel Jones. And this is the opposite of like what the Titans did a few years ago when they had Tannehill and Derrick Henry both do and they both had legit good seasons yeah. and she's like crap what do we do they gave the long-term deal to Tannehill initially they tagged Henry right. and then later on in the offseason they ended up coming to a long-term deal with Henry 
but I think this is more of the opposite. I'm just guessing they'll say, hey, dude, we franchise tag you, Daniel Jones. You make $33 million this year. That's 10 more than you would have made if we gave you the, 50, uh, the fifth-year option. Because if they gave him the fifth-year option last year, then he'd come into this season with a guaranteed $23 million. If they tag him, hey, it's $33 million, That's $10 million more than what you would have made. Yeah. And, Daniel, you had a good season thanks to great coaching and the ability for you to be able to run. We know you're tough. Broadus has said that plenty about yep. you, Daniel. Yep. But we don't want to commit multiple years to you because we know that at the end of the day, there is a ceiling on what you can deliver us in terms of playoff and Super Bowl success. So, hey, we tag you one year and then maybe they turn around and give Barkley the deal. But that was my thinking. But now they're at a bit of a snag and and Barkley's going to want all the money. It's just a death sentence to give big money to uh, a running back. You see it every year in the Super Bowl. The Super sure. Bowl winning team is paying like a million dollars for their running back. No, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, I even though, like I said, if if that Bijan Robinson was there at 26, <laughs> I know you're. I know you're. You're especially them. especially if especially if Pollard and Zeke both are gone, then I'm looking at it a little bit stronger. Yeah, that's true. If we get through free agency and Zeke and Pollard are gone, yeah. the Bijan Robinson hype. Yeah. Now, you're, if you're the if you're the Cowboys, would you be interested in any way in trading up for him, even if it's just a few spots? No, I just let it go because I kind of feel like the kid uh, Jamar Gibbs from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think I think Robinson is tremendous. I think if you said one A, one B, that would be very much to me. So I, you'd be cool with the Cowboys staying at twenty six and taking Jameer Gibbs. If Alabama's running back, I or is it only Robinson as a running back Robinson for you only, in round one? Yeah, I mean, I if you're the Cowboys, yeah, I, okay. I, I would, but I would, I would like to believe, I would like to believe that to me, Robinson Gibbs is damn good. I, I mean, just you don't have to like be a scout; just go Google, you know, Google his tape. You know, you can see him play the the cuts he makes and the way he catches. But watch, just watch the Texas game. Yeah, that's all you really need to do is watching that kid play. I mean, watch both of them in that game. Exactly, exactly. I think they're he's the clear cut number two running back. I absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. But they, but it's it's a pretty significant list of running backs. It really is. Yeah, it's deep, and that's going to hurt guys like Barkley, Pollard. I don't know. know, Like I said, Josh Jacobs. I might be. I might be. I might not tag Pollard and see if he gets a deal with somebody else. I might not tag him because it might be with there's so many backs in the draft. And he's off an injury now. And he's now. off an injury, and will somebody willing to pay him? Dallas might get him on a cheap. They might get him on a cheap. For less than even the franchise tag. Maybe. I would love for them to hold their water, don't tag him, see what he gets. If he leaves in free agency because the he, team did it, so just, be it. It's draft, not the end of the world. Draft, yeah. And if he looks around and there's nobody really giving him the money he wants. he come back to you. Get him one year for six, seven million, yeah. and you'd. Definitely feel better about that. Uh, you would. All right, let's cross talk with the get right next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And this crosstalk with the G-Bag Nation and the Get Rides brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. 
uh, because uh, I believe we need to show love to the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel and Frankel. The consultation is always free. Visit truckwreck.com. It's been fun here in the G-Bag Nation. We'll get the General Gavin Dawson, Wooly Bully, back tomorrow for a Tolo Tuesday edition, but it is crosstalk time with the Get Right. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Reggie. Is, I want to ask uh, Reggie here. a question real quick because I know he's struggling with his computer. What's up? No, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask. I was to see if I could figure out a computer question. Okay. You know, but I, I really couldn't. But it looks like the computer's is... working now. Oh no, it's fine. Honestly, I'm not. You struggling. were you were giving it that wave, like okay, ask him a question. And we have to look oh, something up. No, okay. So really, what it is is, um, is, is? I, yeah, I, it's it's a bad habit that I actually have <laughs> stole from Kevin. If you're listening to Kevin Hagelin. When he's talking, he'll throw a random is in there just as a little buffer. Mm. Just keep out for that. It's a fun little fun little thing it's that you'll now like be able jab. to hear forever. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's just get his rhythm. Yeah. You know, it's just a rhythm jab. Um, no, I, I use physicality to try and jar my mind and to get into where oh. I need it to go. Right, so like there was a point there where I was thinking, like, what do I have going? So, and you guys, in so you're studio waving act, your hand. I'm waving my hand to kind of. Oh, okay. So I wasn't waving at the computer, like, let's oh. go. I was waving. I, it's I a mean, brain a exercise. Computer, my brain computer, like, <laughs> yeah. come on, let's go, get moving. Um, but yeah, okay. excited to be in here. Which was gentlemen. the gentleman that you took the Cozumel bucket hat from? Was he wearing a speedo? That was like very much a like a like a 63 year old man was probably wearing that hat walking along the beach. Did you? You win in a card game or something I like that? I do like the bucket hat. Thank yeah, you. I do love it, Thank too. Thank you. I appreciate that. But that seems like the guy, the the big guy wearing the Speedo for no reason at all was wearing that hat. Uh, I did not encounter such a gentleman. I bought this from a store when I was on a cruise that stopped in Cozumel. Okay. Um, and it was just one of those things, man. I was trying to find stuff that I would that I wanted to buy that I might actually wear, and I saw the bucket hat, and I was like, this is a good move. So are you a, a co-signer of the cruise vacation as, oh, a, as a, being a good idea? For sure. For sure. It's a great way to travel. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman while I was on this cruise, and he was – he was saying something that I hadn't considered before, which is if you want to visit certain places, but you're not sure about like the accommodation or whatever, cruise is actually a good way to do it. Like he, he visited Europe and he was like, yeah, I'm not, I didn't want to do the whole hopping from one city to another and the hostel train thing. Because one thing to consider is no matter where you go on a cruise, you sleep in the same bed for the entirety of that cruise. If you don't want to uh, taste local cuisine, which I mean, I imagine you would, but mm-hmm. in the instance that you don't, they got food on a boat, right? Like you can keep this fairly standard while also experiencing other places. So that's one way of going about it. But other ways, otherwise, like your travel is also still leisure time. Like that's a great deal when you consider it, right? Like wh- wherever you're going, right? Let's say you're taking the kids to Disney World. I'm putting this in your mind for a reason. Get my babies yeah, to Disney watch World. Watch yourself. Reggie. Um, <laughs> I hope they're not listening right now. Oh man, that's that's a whole nother conversation to have. Like, <laughs> what kind of? I feel like they should be watching educational TV. Uh, no, no, they're big tolos. Uh, Love it. Love it, children. Um, no, We talk to them FaceTime during the show there all you the go. time. Yeah. They love Broadus. If you want to get them to Disney World, you're either flying or driving. And during that time, mm. you it's are a not- nightmare. There yeah. you go. Um, That's now, true. I didn't really consider that. Wherever you're headed, whether it be Montego Bay or, or Mahogany Bay or wherever you're going, right? Like, you are, as you are getting there, you're on a cruise. Is you, there is there too long? Like is the is the four day cruise the way to do it or a full on seven day? I am no expert in cruises. Let me okay. go ahead and put that out. Well, you're wearing a Cosmo That's hat, right. so you I know feel what? like Screw it. I'm an expert the, in cruises. In this, Deal with it. In this situation, um, you are. <laughs> uh, I went on a seven day and it felt perfect. Okay, like I was right when we hit about six seven. I was like, all right, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to hit the crib. But 
For some people, I think it varies because I did. You I, find you're doing the same thing every day, like okay, uh, I was somewhat. Eating, I was eating breakfast, and then I did this, and then I and did. You find yourself, or were there a lot of activities throughout the whole cruise? There's, There's a ton of them. My biggest fear is something happens to the boat where complete power shuts down. And now we're just floating out there in the ocean and nobody can get us for three days. Darkness and, retreat, Aaron Rodgers style. They, and then people are losing their minds out there, you know. like that Worst part of that situation is how many years ago was that? Maybe like five, six years ago. The commodes are backing up. That, that There's no one, water. That one is the one where I'm like, yeah. oh, the hygiene yeah, can yeah. be a real problem. Oh, no, it's a big if problem. If we end up being stuck. Um, I, am, I am just going to, I get come from the place where I'm like, look, if I worry about that outside possibility, yeah. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm going to be at the crib all the time. Um, I did kind of find myself getting into a little bit of a rhythm, but there's always all sorts of activities. And yeah. for me, we had a seven-day trip. Like I said, the first couple of days were sea days, so we were just out at sea. And then the next few days, we were stopping in ports. So okay. we stopped in Belize, and we're like, all right, let's oh, go yeah. do something. We stop in uh, Roatan, um, and we're, like, going and zip lining, right? Like, we have oh. activities for each of the days. So, like, it's kind of hard to settle into a routine when you're just visiting a different place, getting off the boat and going to find something to do. Is there any fear of not getting back on the boat? That is the, the, one of the greatest highlights of uh, going on a cruise is watching people miss that ship's movement. Ooh. You've seen them running to the ship, and they got their little thumbs up run with their little bags. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. It's so amazing because you're like, oh, you're not going to make it, buddy. Yeah. See, they don't hold it open for you. They're going to move don't, on. They don't, we got to yeah. get going. We got to get to places. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, but it's, but I the, see it every cruise. But the thing about it, though, is you did it to yourself, right? Like, I have very little sympathy from them folks because what I realize, they give you hard times on this. They're like, look, man, we need you to be back by hand. This time, we closing doors this time, we pulling off by this time. And if you're one of those people that's late, go ahead and set yourself a, a different clock or whatever. But, like, we made sure. We were like, all right, they told us this time. We got by, back by those times. It was easy breezy, uh, and it, it worked out perfectly. Easy breezy, beautiful cover, That's girl. right. That's how I felt. Lucius, you said you've been on, you said cruises plural. Yeah, a few, yeah. Okay, so are we, because I've never the done the cruise as a, as a vacation. And, or, Wait, this you've, is, done it, how, you've done it elsewhere? I've like, never done the cruise. He's in like, I've done the cruise <laughs> yeah. just as, as transport. Yeah. Just for pure business. Yeah, hoorah, Navy. I was in the Navy, but. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but but the, the the vacation cruise, it's legit, huh? Yeah, it's cool. You've got the kids. You've got the little kiddie pool and everything to oh. hang out with. I like the cruise. Everything Reg says, I'll back. There's I a little the something cruise. for everybody on that thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, the you first time. You guys are making it sound fun. It is. It is. The first time I learned that you have to get like a, first you got to learn how to get your liquor on the oh. boat and yeah, sneak yeah, liquor yeah, the yeah. right way because uh. you will run up a hell of a tab. That's right. Wait, aren't we, isn't the... They, they give you like a $400 little pass, like an alcohol pass, but you run through that, it's like maybe three or four drinks a day or something like that. Right. It's not really what? what we do on vacation. For sure. Yeah, so you're going to run up a bill. Inclusive. I thought they was do like have a, some that are all inclusive. I'm not going to lie. They must be like 1700 I must. They must be like, sir, you. Yeah, it was like, we're sir. not even going to show you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a fight to get that two-day bedroom. After the first night, they revoke. They're yeah. giving your money back. It's like, yeah. we losing money on the deal with this Lucius. Yeah. This guy's yeah. a volume shooter. Yeah. It's like, it's for your card barely cleared this. We're not going to get you on that 17. <laughs> well, if you're for real about it, you pay for your tips ahead, too. So one of the tricks are. Yes. Oh, wow. You big money. Yeah, I'm going to go on my third cruise in a couple big weeks. Big bank. Yeah. 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 Cruise experts. Yeah. yeah, so you got to pay for your tips ahead so you don't have to pay more when you or tip like when you go to your dinner because you have scheduled dinner times yeah. as well so if you pay your tips ahead you get all that coverage. You ever sit at the captain's table? You ever get to go to the captain's table? They have one of those? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I guess they had one on the love boat on that show. They always yeah. Sat with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2023. Relax. No, I'm just No, there's, I haven't seen anything quite like, like that but uh, yeah, dinner times are great. Uh, plenty of activities. 
Shout out to my mother-in-law. She's coming with us on this one. She's going to be the babysitter. Yeah, man. Oh, so, well, this is close. the thing. Yeah, 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 this man. is the nice thing, though. Yeah. When, when the kids get to a certain age, and I'm not talking like 17, when they get to about like 10, you can let them go. Because it's a thing. It's mm, self true. Where are they going? That's true. It's a boat. Over the side? They will well, beat. <laughs> I mean, there, there, is, there, is a, there is that. <laughs> there is <laughs> one <laughs> branch on this topic tree that has them floating in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> That's why I said about 10. If you can trust right. about 10, <laughs> right. you can let them roam around. Like, they will That's find themselves true. a crew. They will run around. They have all their own lounge. They will do what they need to do, and you have oh, wow. yourself Although that can get highly annoying as, like, adults who are, like, on the trip, though. Because then you wonder, like, where are the parents for these kids at? Yeah. They Why am I much. watching somebody else's yeah, kids? Like, what you doing? Like, get out oh, of the Oh, you're ice doing cream. it wrong if you're watching their kids. That's for <laughs> sure. Well, you've been in the ice cream line like three times in front of me. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's time for you to move on. Like, <laughs> Un- unlimited ice cream. Hey, Why was you in the ice Bro. cream line three times? Because, I mean, look at me. Because <laughs> it's delightful. Who doesn't like, like ice cream? Right. Though, right? Like, what are we doing? It's what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, love, love the shirts. It's going yeah, on. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matching yeah. G-Bag Nation. Twins in action here. Where can we get those shirts? Where can we get those shirts? 105.3thefan.com. The yeah. Crocs are not included, even ah, though you'll find that yeah. me oh, and okay. Broadus are okay. both repping right. our That's Crocs. a good thing. We should right. not be right. facilitating right. any more of this. We do need to put some uh, Get Right Bucket hats on the merch store. No I think kidding. that's the, the oh, next step. Scarves. Scarves. Yeah, 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 for get, sure. us, get us a head scarf. Uh-huh. Or, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, what's coming up on the program tonight, gentlemen? Sports. You got talk it. it. Talk, we're going to talk you some stuff. Uh, we're going to do some dueling off-season predictions. Ooh. So, yeah, there, there's Ooh. there's a couple of different sites that have put out so off-season pr- predictions. <laughs> so we're going to make them fight. Broadus is over. He, yeah, he, over, right. he over it already. Man, we, we got we two under- weeks into the off-season. Broadus like, I'm over these predictions. We understand. Everybody's, no, no, everybody's I'm, dumb, done with them. So dumb, let's, let's have no, fun no, with it. I'm dumb. Well, I didn't think of this. <laughs> Battle of who's dumber? I like that. I don't know. Or smarter. Like, we will find out. Right. We're going to find out. All right, very good. Well, it's going to be a, an award-winning edition of the Get Right tonight, 7 to oh, that's 11. Sweet, Eric. Thank you. Reggie and KG, thank you to Lucius bit. Alexander, Brian Broaddus, the General Gavin Dawson, and the Wooly Bully back tomorrow for a Tolo Tuesday edition of the G-Bag Nation. The Get Right is coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.